Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. All right, let's do this. Oh, pretty scary boo. Pretty scary boo. Carrie. Scary boo. Wow. Whoa. Was that was. Yeah. That pretty was scary boozy. Pretty scary boozy. It's pretty scary boo. So welcome back. This is part two of our saga. Deep dive into the life and sex crimes of R. Kelly. It's just now registering how appropriate it is. That we did two parts on R. Kelly simply because he wrote a 22 chapter album yeah. and then created a R&B video saga about being trapped in a closet. Right. So this all comes together nicely. Yeah. And I feel like this podcast could have been 22 parts with it could have all the, the shit there yeah. is to cover. It's so crazy, which is a thing I just keep saying over and over again. He's a son of a bitch. He is a real piece of shit. He likes to pee on people. Yeah, we're getting there now. Yeah. We're in the, yeah, we're we, in the we've we're reached in the, the golden showers portion of the podcast. And and we've also reached the part where the the claims of sexual abuse and just scandals in general get so fucking frequent that like on the last podcast you noticed we were saying this happened in ninety six. This happened in ninety seven. We have to attach months now. Yeah. January 2001, May 2001. Which is a sign of victory, which is an R. Kelly song. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the one he wrote for military families? I just grab one page. Sure. Yeah, I want to see a page. page. Let's just all grab a page and randomly pick our favorite R. Kelly song from it. Okay, there we go. This is fun. Uh, Mrs. Santa Claus really is a song. Yeah, it's on there. ID drop. Yeah, ID drop is. On she dropped her ID, Judge. Honestly, like we. She would have showed me she was over eighteen, but. Yeah, uh, marry that pussy Sometimes is another not, good one. You're not marry that the pussy. Love. Yeah, that's on there. Sure. Yeah, uh, tip the oh, waiter. Just, just pussy. Just that's pussy. Yeah. Song. Yeah. <laughs> and I, it's actually not just pussy. It's just yeah, pussy. I like uh, so hot and then so sexy and then so sexy part two. I like I'm a beast and I'm a flirt. Mm-hmm. Some things good. never change. And I'm the world's greatest. <sighs> my wish for Christmas is you want all of these pee pee on my poopo. <laughs> <laughs> How does he just have a song called Ludicrous, but it's spelled like the rapper's name? Stop. Sorry, that's not a Kelly song. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking it with your girlfriend. Uh, I like suicide. That's <laughs> <laughs> suggestion, I guess. It's your birthday? Oh. Yeah, that's I wonder what that one's about. Happy 18th. More like happy 16th. Yeah. uh, Then, of course, there's Step in My Room. Sure. Which is definitely something you say to a 15-year-old girl. Absolutely. What is lightning does the work? What? I do like raindrops, which (laughs) I like to listen to rain. As you sleep. 
as I sleep. Which I found out in Indianapolis. <laughs> yes, you, you got did. Okay, can I just say that Carrie listens to Rain like she's in the rain. It's not like <laughs> it's not like it's not like natural wonder status where it's like this soothing like Carrie's just like <laughs> Because I do the like thunder. Like yeah, It's, the, it's yeah. thunder and rain. Like, but sometimes the thunder jolts me awake. My favorite part was I we I, I told Carrie, you keep partying. I'm going to go upstairs and go to sleep now because I'm pregnant and tired. So Carrie comes in like two hours later and she's like, hi. Like, are you awake? I'm like, yep. Like, we're good. Sure. And she's like, I'm just going to go to bed. So she gets in bed and it's like quiet again. And then all of a sudden I hear. <laughs> And it's so loud. I'm like, <laughs> hey, Carrie, can you turn your rain down a little bit? And she's like, oh, yeah, sure. No problem. It was so it's awesome. like, this bothers you? Okay, it puts me to sleep. Uh, Sometimes it jolts me awake, but mainly it puts me to sleep. It was good. It was good. Almost as good as Sex in the Kitchen. R. Kelly song. <laughs> R. Kelly song. There's right, an R. Kelly song about that. Here we that. go. Here and we I go. was like, night, night. Night, and that's night. also a... That's an R. Kelly song. <laughs> yeah. Night, night, Caitlin. We've armed Carrie now with a list of R. Kelly titles, so get ready, everybody. Yeah, I, I feel like I need to take yeah. mine back. Yeah, you should. Don't. I want to. I don't yeah. want to be left out of this. Careful. So our last episode covered 1996 to 2000, the very end of 2000. Everybody, I'm trying to do like flashbacks, like oh Which, baby, baby. I don't know if you saw it in the notes, but that's gonna come up i know and it's fascinating to me yep yep all right uh so yeah when we're talking about the first videotape now this is right when we yeah when we left off they jim de had just found out that the chicago pd had launched this investigation into r kelly but he also found out they couldn't do much about it because they weren't getting that much cooperation from the victims or the families. Right, right. Kind from of important. Anyone. And it's at this point that a videotape shows up in Jim DeRogatis' mailbox. Uh, and it's a video that's alleged to show R. Kelly having sex with an underage girl. He sends it to the police, obviously. But they were unable to determine the age or identity of the woman in the video. Uh, but Jim DeRogatis does not give up because he is the goddamn hero Mm -hmm. of this story. Mm -hmm. And this isn't the video that leads to R. Kelly being charged, but it is the first one that starts circulating as a bootleg online and on the street. Who's that guy who really wanted uh, Michael Jackson persecuted? Was it uh, Tom? Oh, the DA? Snowden? Thomas Snowden? Tom Snowden? It might, you might I be feel like you're right. right. It might be Snowden was his last name. <laughs> oh my God, Snowden me. Finger me. me. Can we scissor too? Uh, scissor, scissor me. me. No, I'm not going to scissor. Oh, it's fine. No, sorry, no. she has limits. I was soldier's fair. heart, which is R. Kelly's soldier. a soldier's heart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the proceeds went yeah. to military families. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, also plays in a club, you know. Yep, R. Kelly songs. Yep. When I first read about a soldier's heart. I, I was reading an article and I got the timeline all fucked up and I thought the song came out in 96. And I was like, we weren't at war with Iraq in 96. What the fuck is this? But it came out in like 2003. Wow. Anyway, August 2001, the Tracy Sampson lawsuit. So in the midst of all this, th- this is one I don't know if I even knew anything about. I had no idea that 
there were multiple layers of videotapes and lawsuits. There's so many. And this, I guess, just got lost in the shuffle because it happens in between the first and second videotape. But This is like a parfait of statutory rape. Mm -hmm. There's just so many layers that you just got to dig in, scoop it out. There's so much. In in this case, former Epic Records intern Tracy Sampson files a lawsuit alleging that R. Kelly encouraged her into an indecent sexual relationship in 2000 when she was 17 years old. I hate this next part. Yep. During my this is a quote from Tracy Sampson. During my relationship with Robert Kelly, I lost my virginity to him. I was lied to by him. I was coerced into receiving oral sex from a girl I did not want to have sex with. I was often treated as his personal sex object and cast aside. He would tell me to come to his studio and have sex with him, then tell me to go. He often tried to control every aspect of my life, including who I would see and where I would go. Once again, this case is settled out of court. Not an R. Kelly song. Just want to bring it up again. It should settled be. Settled out of court. Not an R. Kelly song. Yeah, it should be a song. But Some Things Never Change is an R. Kelly song. <laughs> He's got a song also says, called... Says poetic Sex. Good. Do I have the right sheet for it? No. <laughs> I'm just on the so wrong side of the alphabet. I wish alphabet. you'd just pick up the phone and then like we could talk. Mm-hmm. But he, he released a song around this time when all these charges came out called Heaven I Need a Hug. Because... This is, you know, he's a he's a good Christian, and this is just just a yeah. trial he's being put through by the Lord. But he probably Ooh. sees it that way. Yeah, that's he the thing. He probably does. So like, why is God sending all these young girls to his concerts? Well, that's because it's not God. It's and stage then mom. why is God sending yeah. them backstage? The thing is, exactly. is that <laughs> notes in their hands. It's these opportunistic <laughs> families, frankly, that want to help their. Because look, you don't. You're not a teenage girl pursuing a music career unless your parents are behind it. Like that, you don't. That's not happening. Like it doesn't happen. So R. Kelly is like, hey, super open to mentoring, just like Bill Cosby. Same situation. And so the families are like, wow, we're so lucky that R. Kelly wants to listen to our daughters. Blah 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 blah. That's right. a great parallel. Actually. Yeah, yeah, it is. And it's and yeah, yeah. As we'll as we go through these, that's kind of the. The common thread is it's always him saying, no, I can help your daughter with her career. And these parents are like, okay, we don't remember anything that happened right, in the past. Right, because they're all the dad from Magnolia. Yeah. So- That's real talk. <laughs> it's a good R. Kelly song. It's a good <laughs> So uh, February 2002, the second videotape. This is the one. This is the big one. Yeah. On the same day, R. Kelly was performing as the opening act for the 2002 Winter Olympics. The Chicago Sun-Times breaks the news that Chicago police are investigating a second videotape that allegedly shows R. Kelly having sex with an underage girl. At one point, it depicts him urinating in the girl's mouth. Fuck him. Fuck him hard. Which I believe is red carpet pause flash. <laughs> yep, that's probably what that song's yeah, about. Definitely. This is a quote from Jim DeRogatis, who this poor guy is just getting R. Kelly child porn mailed to him left and right at some point in the early 2000s. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the that's the tree he shook. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. Please. 
this is a quote from him about the second tape. Uh, he gave this quote to the Village Voice in an interview in 2013. You watch the video for which he was in, indicted, and there is the disembodied look of the rape victim. He orders her to call him daddy. He urinates in her mouth and instructs her at great length on how to position herself to receive his <gasps> gift. It is a rape that you're watching. So we're not talking about rock star misbehavior, which men or women can do. We're talking about predatory behavior. Their lives were ruined. And this is the point where Stephanie Sparkle Edwards, who we mentioned earlier, who was a protege of R. Kelly's, like I remember her songs. They weren't that great, but I, I remember them. Uh, she actually identifies the girl in the video as her niece and says that the uh, she would have been 14 at the time of the video. Do you know how they figured that out? Uh, uh, because of Rewind That, which is also a song. <laughs> yep. It was because on the video, there's a TV in the background playing new release music videos, which included Let's Have a Party by the Backstreet Boys, which I've never heard. And too much by the Spice Girls, which little on the nose there, Spice Girls. Uh, yeah, those were both hits in late '98 and early '99. And there was also an advertisement for the Money Store, which closed in 2000. I just remember what too much of nothing is bad enough, bad enough. I so don't remember that's that. The, that's song. I don't remember that either. To make me. Wonder. Sorry, I I had to figure that out. I'm back now. Okay. Wow. Okay. And uh, you can also hear R. Kelly referring to the girl by her first name on this video. <sighs> so imagine being Jim DeRogatis and just you get another video and you have to watch it. And this video, this is the one that eventually gets him arrested. It's 29 minutes long. There's a documentary about a stand-up comedian, Barry Crimmins. Do you know about him? Uh-uh. The documentary is called Call Me Lucky. And he is a... He's not like a... He's a comedian's comedian, if that makes right. sense. First of all, the documentary is really awesome. It's one of my favorite stand-up documentaries. Because I think, like, Tig Nictaro's in it. Um, Sarah Silverman is... The, everybody knows this guy. Right. But when the internet launched, you know, early, early on... He was the guy that stumbled upon this huge child porn ring. Sure. And basically the documentary gets into the sad and ugly fact that the internet itself kind of grew legs simply because of porn. Right. Like porn was the first thing that anybody shared online at all. And he himself had been a victim of molestation and rape and child porn. And there's this whole part of the documentary where he, you could see him like, like, this is the cross that he bears. Like, he's yeah. gone through hours and hours and photos and photos and photos of this horrible shit. Right. And the thing that he brings up is the look in these kids' eyes. Yeah. Like, the horrible, the way all of it's registering, this just deer in the headlights kind of thing. And when I, when I read that, I like, it took me back to this documentary. Yeah. And every now and then, you kind of, like, graze the reality of what real journalism is. Yeah. And it's horrible. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's just it's a it's a really intense job. Yeah. And the fact that right now journalistic integrity is being so beaten up and tossed around is so interesting to me. I mean, on the one hand, I'm glad it is because there's always just well, shit yeah. things floating around. Um, but 
people like this deserve some kind of national recognition when they yeah. uncover stuff like this and they never do. Yeah, this and that's the thing as huge as this story is, this guy is kind of the only person who really really covered it. Like I'm so interested to find out why this I mean, I know why this bothered him. Right. But why was this the thread he kept pulling specifically because Well, one thing I didn't put it in the notes, but throughout all of this, like this guy's a music writer. He's not even like an investigative journalist or anything. And he's reviewed pretty much every R. Kelly album. And he hits this point where he's like noticing that there's this huge disparity between the messages in his songs, which was kind of like, you know, kind of the Tupac thing where Tupac was misogynistic as fuck. And then the next minute would have a song about how you need to respect women and love your mother. And he was kind of noticing the same thing in these R. Kelly songs and he writes this really positive review and gets this fax. And it, I think it just like, I think seeing the videos really affected this guy. Yeah. Like he, you know, when, when you read in it, there's a, that village voice interview, which we'll put a link online or something so people can find it. But hearing him talk about the videos and like the, the feeling in the room where he had to like, you know, go to a team of editorial people and say, Hey, we, we have to watch child porn now to yeah. decide what we're going to do with this as a company. And like, do you, do you guys remember the first time that like you were peed on? Um, yeah. Well, it was just <laughs> your birthday. I thought, <laughs> or that you peed on somebody. You just so I just watched Adam's heartbreak. He really thought that was a yeah. special moment. He thought, thought you knew. He thought you knew, Carrie, that you peed on me. <sighs> no, that yeah. You I thought you. We're into it. That but. was really sad. I thought that was Adam Todd. I just spit it back out of my mouth. No, I, uh, <laughs> no <laughs> never been peed on. Sorry. Yeah, Gary. I've never been peed no, on. I'm not, I'm not never, that cool. And you've never done it on anybody? I've never peed on anyone as far as I know. I did tell a girl or, or did have a girl tell me once that she was into it. And interestingly enough, uh, she was from Chicago. So maybe it's just maybe... Maybe we Shy lived in town. the wrong part thing. of Illinois, no. Carrie, and just in Chicago, it's Possibly. huge. Have you guys ever gotten so drunk that you've wet the bed? Nope. No, but I did get so drunk that I got up and peed in the corner in a hotel room. Okay. Because All the right. bathroom was way I over have, there. I have peed on myself more since being pregnant than I ever thought possible. Yeah. You do uh, pee on yourself a lot when you laugh. I do, which is why I wear poise pads now because I'm pregnant. And Very there's nice. There's just no controlling that, um, but it's not a thrill. I don't get any excitement out of it. I feel and like I should wear poise I pads whenever I wear khakis. <laughs> you should, but you'll have yeah. a bulge. I but remember like... what happened last time you wore khakis. It's, yeah, it happens every time. Uh, khakis are not a man's friend, and it never really occurred to me until that moment. Like, oh yeah, that's, uh, that's Wait, a yeah, that's you. What do you do? Well, what it's do do? twice now that I've been wearing khakis when I had a stand-up show, and I went to use the bathroom beforehand. And uh, if there's any dribbles down there, they're showing up in a pair of khakis. So yeah, that, that. it makes twice that I had to go yeah. on stage and hope no one noticed the uh, little piss stain on my thigh. I mean, I've embarrassed Which, myself in other ways. I bled through my tampon in a when while I was in a wedding. Ooh. So that was not good. That is bad. I wet the bed once during mm-hmm. sex. Oh. And <laughs> I had um, when he got up to go to the bathroom, I turned the whole mattress over. <laughs> the whole mattress? Yes, and then I had to remake the sheets real quick. 
before he came in. And then I think there was like a point where. Didn't you pee on the sheets? Or did you grab did clean you... sheets? You just changed the sheets? Oh, actually, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I would have scrapped them. <laughs> this was in college. So I'm just trying to remember. His name was Ken. And he was like a very nice guy. And he was very like easy on the eyes. Um, All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what I did with the sheets, but I do remember. Remember when he found out because like we were like driving by each other, and like he just gave me like a dirty look as like we like drove by each other, and I was like, he knows, he knows, he knows. Oh, Ken, well, we're sorry, buddy. Things happen. So, you know, things happen. Let's get back to the tape. So, <laughs> you doing all right, Caitlin? I'm fine. <laughs> So as it turns out, police had already been investigating R. Kelly because of this relationship for three years prior to receiving this video. But the girl and her parents both denied that she was having sex with R. Kelly. Why? I I don't. Yeah. I mean. And uh, yeah, that's another thing that comes up in the, the interview. He talks about the family of this girl and how they were kind of opportunistic also and just sort of went along like the dad gets a credit for playing bass on an r kelly song at one point and the dad doesn't even play bass so like so that's what was going on yeah it's like a pattern where he doesn't just go after the kid he goes after parents also well he did i think this was the last time he bothered with that yeah 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 he uh so this is a quote from Jim DeRogatis. Now, with the videos, authorities tell the Sun-Times they are more optimistic about building a case against Kelly. But R. Kelly's lawyers, uh, for their part, claimed it was a forgery. Any tape you have is a fake, and we find the timing of these events to be extremely suspicious. The Sun-Times asked a video expert about the chances of the tape being a forgery, uh, how possible that was. And this video expert said, slim to none. 26 minutes of putting someone else's head on someone's body. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of hours of frame-by-frame manipulation to make that work. Yeah, they didn't even get that right in Rogue One. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, if ILM can't do it, I don't know, man. Yeah, so the, the video, and they did actually, the FBI at one point verified that this video's real also. But guess what? (sighs) Doesn't matter. Why not? Because or is that the name of an no, R. Kelly song? No, it just doesn't matter. Because <laughs> what happens next, it just, it just doesn't matter. matter. Should be one because the family doesn't do anything. Right. We're in this next situation. Well, well. Before we, there's. If you can believe it, there's another fucking. Oh yeah, lawsuit. I'm sorry, I forgot <laughs> this part. April. I don't that. April of 2002, the Patrice Jones lawsuit. Patrice Jones filed a lawsuit in April 2002, alleging that she carried on a nine-month sexual relationship with R. Kelly beginning in 1988 when she was just 16 years old. This is grim. I'll be honest. So while I love his voice, Uh how long was he relevant for? Quite a while. So was he still relevant at this point? Oh, yeah, yeah. In the 90s, for sure. 2002. Yeah, like 1998 to 2007 or 8, I would say, was his. And then he did Trapped in the Closet later, which became another thing. 2002 is around the time Ignition came out, and that's like Uh, one of his biggest songs. Yeah, that was like a big song when I was in high school. Yeah. Uh, 
so Jones met R. Kelly at the Rock and Roll McDonald's, a tourist trap in downtown Chicago, on tourist her trap. prom night. I Googled it. That's funny. Tell me about it. I've never been there. The Rock and Roll McDonald's is real, first of all. <laughs> I had to clarify that first and foremost. It's a it's one of the old first of all, the oldest McDonald's is in Downey, California, by the way. Right. So that's important to note. Right. Um, but this McDonald's is one of the oldest in the country. It's also a it's a restaurant slash museum. Pass. Yeah. Like I don't need is to Is it go like and- Oldies Rock? Museum? Yeah, it's like oh. Ruby. Yeah, it's like it's all very like throwbacky and you know. So, but I could see why you'd go there for prom. That makes yeah. total sense. Like, or a quarter pounder with cheese. I mean, I'm craving those every day now. Yeah, yeah. For breakfast. For breakfast. Woke up at eight a.m. the other day. All I could think of was a quarter pounder with cheese. I got a twenty dollars like, McDonald's it, gift unless, card. Like you can't get like that at eight a.m. I'm right? not getting it at eight a.m. I, I just couldn't let myself do that. But if you could, would you? Well, you can. I mean. They Not get a McDonald's. It. Carl's Jr. You can. No, you can. You can go to. They I, get it. No. Why? I just can't. At 8 a.m., I can't do a quarter <coughs> pounder with cheese. I don't want to be that person. I can. I, I like lunch yeah, for me breakfast. Too. Me too. I'm into it. Eight tacos for breakfast. A lot. Good Regular for you. tacos. Finger me. Oh, look, I'm happy for both of you. <laughs> You're just spending money, and that is an R. Kelly song. <laughs> and we are also not pregnant, which is also a not a um, R. Kelly well, song. That was a lot of double negatives. What? It's on. It's on. That's also an R. Kelly song. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, no, it's not not pregnant. It's not feeling the love. Oh. Oh. But that's it's the same close. thing as not being pregnant. Uh, they. <laughs> <laughs> so they begin having sex. This is Patrice Jones and R. Kelly within the month after they meet. She estimates that she had sex with R. Kelly between 20 and 30 times prior to her 17th birthday. This is a quote from her. In one month? Uh, No, I think. Well, no, the relationship went on nine months. Uh, This is a quote from. So what's the math? 30. That would be. You want to average the amount of sex? That would be like three or four times a month. Nine times three would be 27. like once a week. That sounds like a normal relationship. That's fair. Yeah, Yeah. that's fair. Yeah, this was a normal relationship. Uh, This is a quote from the lawsuit. During their relationship, Kelly promised to teach Jones various vocations in the music industry, including operation of musical equipment and the making of music videos. So that's a pattern. And by June 1999, Jones was pregnant, at which point Kelly allegedly coerces her into getting an abortion He pays for it and has his employees drive her there. The suit also alleged that she had medical records and phone records to back all of this up. Of course, the suit is eventually settled out of court. Somehow not in our calendar. It really should be. Out of court is actually number 28. Out of court? No. Oh, you scared me. Because I could be. I scoured this list. No, but one sex is. Oh, good. One sex. Okay, let's be real now. That's also an R. Kelly song. Yeah. <laughs> this is fun. I told you. Isn't it? It is. It's so much fun. I like yeah. this a lot. Well, I mean, he, I guess if you have proof with R. Kelly, you can settle out of court. Right. Yeah. And that, that uh, it's... A forced abortion is gnarly, man. It really is. Yeah. Especially someone that young who... That's just all so much trauma. Like, there's, there's another... Jim DeRogatis quote in that Village Voice interview where he's like, you know, this these girls are like 15 and 16. They don't know what their kinks are. They don't know if they like being 
peed on. Like yeah, that's not no. that's no age. Like even if you're like, oh well, they were consenting. It's like because you have to teach them. That's true. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what he, he seems to move into that later. Right. Um, I just think that. I mean, it's so strange because the the reality of it is, is there are plenty of young women out there getting abortions, like, right? At, you know, with an unexpected pregnancy. But I think that like the premise of him being this person that's going to usher you into this new life, and then I mean, okay, well, first of all, I'm just now realizing this is the plot of Le Miserable, hands down. <laughs> oh, is it? I've never this seen is, it. This is definitely the plot of Le Miserable. I'm, I'm realizing. He'll remake but, that someday. He'll be on Broadway. Oh, God, I hope not. That would he be might be. Might Actually, be. someone will. I'm sure there will be yep. like yeah. an R&B version of Lemus. Sure. That will definitely happen. Right. I guess that's kind of Hamilton. But anyway, yeah. um, I just think the thing that sets this apart from like young, normal sexual mistakes and, you know, low-grade trauma of I just shouldn't have lost my virginity to this guy, it's this person like exploiting everything about the person. Right. Their dreams, their family, their bodies, all of it. Right. Ugh. R. Kelly had a baby with uh, Caitlin. Caitlin? Yeah. I think that's uh, Caitlin's baby daddy. If we had a like, way, like, is it Miles, her husband, or R. Kelly, like, <laughs> the R&B artist that we know and love? Which one Miles, is it? Miles? R- oh, R. Kelly. You know, you Miles, the oh. husband, or R. Kelly, the R&B artist that we know and love? I mean, I, I appreciate that you think I'm that mysterious. Okay, so I went Ryan Seacrest to announce the winner of who, on who, your fa- who baby the baby daddy is. is. Yes. Okay. I, yeah, on, I don't see why that couldn't happen. Right. That on seems possible. Ne- yes, on mm-hmm. our next podcast. Ryan Seacrest is going to come here. Yeah. That right. makes sense. I think we can get him. I hope he heard, he? I hope he heard that so he knows to show up. Oh, you know, he listens to the show. Oh, sure, sure. He listens to the show. I've heard it in the background during his radio show, yeah, yeah. where he also incessantly hits on very young women very creepily. Does he? Yeah, I was listening to. I was in an Uber pool, and there was some dude on the radio just aggressively hitting on this singer who I'd never even heard of. And I'm like, "Who the fuck is this creep?" Yeah. And then they cut to commercial, and it's goddamn Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> I was like, "What?" But he that's, used to date uh, Julianne Howe. Julianne Huff, yeah. Huff, yeah. That's the thing. People and always call him gay, married. and he's like, no, <laughs> I do and a I lot of fucking. I don't think he is, right? No, well, I think I he does a lot of fucking, but he I do dated not her. Think he's gay. And he bought her nice no, heels, no. which shows that maybe he is gay. But anyway, no. she married like an NFL player, or whatever. Or Hockey player. An yeah. HL player. And she has this picture where she has like no top on. And bikini bottoms on, and she's on the beach, and she has her hand back, which just shows her like wedding ring, and it's just like Julian Huff, you've arrived. Mm-hmm. Mm. Amen. Yep, that's so, definitely an R. Kelly song. <laughs> Julian Huff, you've arrived. Yeah, yep. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't even have to look that one up. Okay, and it's not even about her, which is weird. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey everybody, just a reminder: if you want to hear this show every single week. And hear all of our other shows completely ad-free. Sign up for our subscription service at patreon.com slash unpops. It's just $5 a month. We release 10 to 12 episodes each week. Listen to some of them. Listen to all of them. Either way, it's a great deal. 
patreon.com slash unpops. Sign up today. Thanks. We love you. We've reached the point in the story where this should turn into a happy ending because R. Kelly, against all odds, finally gets fucking arrested for child pornography. I'm sure he's no stranger to happy endings. Hey, oh. Dummy. That was good. This happens in June 2002. He's arrested uh, on 21 felony counts of child pornography. This is a quote from him. Even though I do not believe any of the charges are warranted, I'm grateful that I will have a chance to establish the truth about me in a court of law. And this tape that results Which in Which is these... why he's always settling out of court. Exactly, yeah. that He just wants his story to get out there. The tape that caused these charges to be filed, which was bootlegged and sold across the country from fucking street corners to the internet to HMV record stores, which, I guess? by the way, good job, America. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you guys. I hate when people do this shit like, oh, man, this guy's such a dick. Like, look what he did. It's like, don't watch the fucking video. Exactly. Yeah. God. And this. Oh, it makes me so mad. <laughs> This video features a man who resembles Kelly engaging in sexual acts with four different females in four different locations. One of the women is allegedly a minor, the same girl identified in the previous tape. If you are a person that voluntarily watched this tape, then you are directly responsible for Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. Because you are the same type of douchebag. Yeah. I Come watch all the tapes. I watch Pornhub. Uh, I participate in some like yeah. local filming. Sure. Um, Kim Kardashian is your fault. Uh, right, that's it. it yeah, just, I mean, I just wanted to put it out there. <laughs> I'm one of selling those people. It, though, they're selling the video, yeah. like selling child porn, and they're like, Ugh. well, that's gross. But at the same time, I, I, I also, okay, so who was the guy who got like fucked uh, by a horse in the ass? Uh, huh? The zoo guy. Right. So I, I did Google name. that, and all they had by the time I watched it were the people's expressions of watching the zoo guy so get it, it in was... the ass by a horse. And it, it, you need it, to hit I'll Vimeo for stuff like that. Really? Yeah. So I was a little disappointed because I was like, I kind of want to watch the action. I just watched the documentary. Yeah. I don't, I don't know why you want to watch that. I don't know if I want to see it. I, mean, I want to see it. I like one and done. You want that like knocking around in your head for the rest of your life? Because that's never going away. You don't yes. forget that. No, you I, don't, I don't see yes. that. Yes. No. So shortly after the charges are filed, kind of in line with what Caitlin just said, Terry Hilliard, superintendent of the Chicago PD, advises the public that anyone in possession of this tape is now in possession of child porn and should dispose of it immediately. And you idiots couldn't figure that out. How ironic would it have been if a bunch of people went to jail for owning the tape and then R. Kelly didn't? I don't care, actually. You know what? That would have been fine if that's what it took. No. Yeah. No. No, I don't agree. I completely agree. I hope people that watch child porn all go to jail. Well, I mean, it's not okay, but at the same time, the people who do it are... Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's another. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be light-handed about child porn. That's another. Uh, no, I thing. don't think you should war- watch it. But at the same time, I also don't think that R. Kelly should get off. And I oh thought no, that was your argument. But he did get off. Ew. Well, yeah, he did. <laughs> Finger me. Scissor me. Scissor me. Yeah. The. Uh, so. So. Yeah. The. Uh, the superintendent of the Chicago PD 
advises the public that anyone in possession of that tape is in possession of child porn and should dispose of it immediately. And the case ends up being one of the longest in Illinois history. Did not know this. I think the longest I read once. So strange. In Illinois history, thanks to his his defense team just kept filing all of these motions. Illinois has a lot of crazy stuff. Our governors... Our governors. Our governors are nuts. Are fucking nuts, and almost There's all of them have jail time. There's a TV show about it. Yeah. CBS is the Good Wife, the last great network TV show. It, Illinois? I did not know that. The fucked up state. Yeah, Rod Blagojevich is from Illinois. Yeah. Wow. He went to prison for trying to sell You'll Obama's Senate your mouth, Caitlin. Is there a, oh, well, I'm good. Okay. But thank you. Well, but he would. No, oh, that's, I didn't know. But he would, Is that like he part would of jack it? off on your mouth, too, Adam. Um, I mean, yeah, I would hope. He would fuck... He would jack off in the Iron Giants movie, too. <laughs> Probably. You know who he wouldn't? Proportionally, that would not be the biggest. <laughs> I mean, he's an Iron Giant, so. I mean, yeah. Just a little bit of semen is probably Yeah, and you're not even going to notice that. <laughs> I'm just trying to. You just wipe it off your chin if you're the Iron Giant. It's Yeah, it's like, I don't know, not even like a little splooger ranch. It's just kind of. Yeah. It's gone. Wouldn't even notice. So, uh, 14, when, when this case Finally fucking goes to trial, which takes until like 2007 or so 2008. Weird. I had no idea. Yeah. 14 witnesses for the prosecution identified the woman on the tape as that same girl that everyone thinks is on the tape. Uh, several also identified Kelly as the man in the video. Other witnesses testified that the VHS tape was a multi-generation copy, but had not been tampered with. They also testified that during a brief moment when the man in the video turns his back to the camera, you can see a mole on his back, similar to one R. Kelly has on his back. Man in the mirror. <laughs> yeah. One witness, Seriously. Lisa Van Allen, even testified that she'd had a threesome with Kelly and the girl in the video. The defense team argued that Van Allen was a thief who'd previously stolen a $20,000 Rolex from R. Kelly, that she dated two felons in the past, and that she was literally Satan. Hmm. They called her Satan. Yeah, well, all underage girls are Satan, if you ask me. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's the truth. Nineteen between nineteen and twenty-six, a woman is a crazy person. Yeah, I and suppose. I'm just—I I was that. I'd say we don't, fourteen to twenty-six. I feel okay. No, you're you're right. It's weird around fourteen, but when we are like our most maniacal and insane, I think nineteen. is No, really, I say fourteen. With really with guys though. Like, I'm thinking, like, love yes. is a battlefield. <laughs> yes. Really? Yes. I don't know. I was too much of a nerd. I still did well, but I still look back and I'm like, oh, my head was spinning and I was like spewing out vomit on them. And Yeah. So, so Satan. So they <laughs> were right also about giving that. hand jobs. So, Satan. so here we go. No, actually, Satan. So she's Satan. So uh, R. Kelly actually never testifies in this trial, and the defense doesn't even bother to just come out and outright deny that he's the man in the tape. Instead, they focus on planning reasonable doubt in jurors' minds. That's a good strategy. Yeah, it's the best strategy. Uh, It's the the only one that works. Yeah. The mole didn't really exist. It was a blip on the screen or was just added in post. The film was fake and used, and this is a quote, computer morphing like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Or the people in the video were models and prostitutes who just look like Kelly and the victim. And the worst part, the jury buys it 
Life did not find a way. This fucking trial took six years to finally happen. They deliberate for a couple of hours before finding R. Kelly not guilty because on all charges. if the person, if the young girl in the video and the family is not right. pushing back, then you cannot say that this case is beyond reasonable doubt. Yeah. You can't say that. And I think that's what <laughs> I, a lot of the jurors can't convict that. eventually came out and said that. Like, if the girl herself won't Sorry. come forward and say it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the same thing as the OJ trial to me, where... It's or uh, the Casey Anthony thing. That yeah, it's like, like on sorry. on paper, it's really obvious what happened. But then you start getting into the trial, and you're like, "Yeah, I see why they got off." Yeah, fuck, I did it again. Yeah, <laughs> he did. He did. He get off button. But that's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's annoying. But it's like that's it's like the, way the, it the goes. worst cases are actually the best examples of the justice system kind of working how it's supposed to. Has we except have, for the part where you have we. to have really good lawyers. To mount a defense like that, yeah, you can't get that yeah. kind of uh, pro- you can't get that kind of performance out of a public defender. No, it's just no. not going to happen. Have you watched uh, any of the jury speaks? No. What is that? Okay, it's a show on Oxygen, and it shows three it's really different. Good. Yeah, it shows three different cases. It is um, George Zimmerman, Michael Jackson, and the O.J. Simpson trial. Oh wow. The O.J. Simpson trial was the most um, interesting to me because they would have people going in there and they're like, oh, what if we're going to be on like the O.J. trial? And they're like answering questions in the score box. Like, what do you know about O.J. Simpson? And they're like, oh, this is kind of cool at first. Nine months later, they oh were like, God. no, we had meal times. We had times that we had to get up. Yeah. We had like, a, like literally they had an itinerary of like, we had to get up. We had to get dressed. We had to have meal time. Like they had to go out. They had uh, recess time or whatever, uh, exercise time where they went out. Like did just walking laps. Warm down. And That's crazy. They were always so scared that they were going to be watched. That one of the jurors said, "She goes, I had a conjugal visit in nine months, and I thought my smoke detector alarm, how there was a red button, was recording me. So we just had quiet sex." Wow. That's crazy. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean. Not an R. It Kelly is or it isn't. Yeah, it's that's not, not an R. Kelly quiet, song. Quiet sex, no. Anyway, it was very interesting. All right, let's get into the home stretch. So, he, 2008, he's found not guilty. And <clears throat> I, I, I left it out of the notes, but there's also an incident in 2013, which we mentioned last episode, where he gets booked on this Pitchfork Festival, and Jim DeRogatis loses his shit. Yeah. And writes this scathing article about Pitchfork. Yeah, he's done. And how they're complicit in R. Kelly abusing also, these fuck girls. Pitchfork, man. Yeah, fuck I hate them. that magazine. Yeah, it's Is it just a garbage. website now anyway? Yeah, it's just it? a website. Okay. Yeah, they're garbage. Well, I mean, print is a pretty bad move at this point. Yeah. It is, but. So, uh, Jim DeRogatis, just this month, July 2017, breaks another story this time he's writing for BuzzFeed, which BuzzFeed gets a lot of shit, but they also, in the background, do a lot of really, really great reports. BuzzFeed and, believe it or not, the Christian Science Reader is yep. another very reliable yeah. source. Yeah, they're both, they're both, yeah, you can do worse. So this story, it starts by telling the story of a woman who's only identified as Jay and her unnamed 19-year-old daughter, Backstage at the Fantasy Springs Resort Casino in Indio, California, on May twenty third, two thousand fifteen. Jeff made joke. Jeff made joke. 
when we this is a quote from Jay, who is the girl's mom. When we got to go backstage with R. Kelly, we stayed there for over two hours one-on-one with just me and my daughter and him. There you go. Okay, that's not one-on-one, but it's fine. That's like... This woman's clearly an idiot anyway, so just keep reading. Oh, yeah, yeah, it gets bad. She's so stupid. We went back to talk about the music. He listened to her CD. He was going to help with her CD, and I was really impressed with him at first because I've always been an R. Kelly fan. So they first meet him backstage at this concert in Atlanta earlier that month. Which sounds, which you're reading that, you're like, okay, lady, you didn't know, except. Yeah, except this is also from Jay. She had heard about past allegations, but was a fiercely devoted stage mom who assumed her daughter would be fine as long as she was always around when dealing with R. Kelly. Because you are the all-powerful parent. Right. You're the all-powerful force of the universe. Yeah. This... And I said to that, mirror that pussy. That's an R. Kelly song. Yeah. Yep. There's, there's an R. Yep. Kelly song about that. Uh, this is a quote from Jay. In the back of our minds, we were thinking my daughter could be around him if I was with her. It didn't really hit home. Even with the Aaliyah situation, now that I think about it, age ain't nothing but a number. But you don't think about that. You grew up with the song, and you like the song. That is... Uh, Fucking for, idiot. For people unaware... That is Jay once again talking about how the song R. Kelly wrote. This is, if anyone's ever heard Age Ain't Nothing But a Number by Aaliyah, it is literally a song about how having sex is fine at any age as long as the two people love each other, which is like the pedophile rallying cry. It was one of her biggest hits. What is it, Nambla? Huge hit. Yeah, North American Man Boy Love Association. (laughs) Creepy. Ooh, let's bastards. do an, We gotta do an yeah, episode. Yeah, we should them. do a Nambla episode. So that, and I, I didn't uh, put it in the notes, but there's another quote kind of added on to this, where she basically says, "Yeah, like apparently he would like some of the charges were true," and I was like, "Well, how come no one told me that?" Fuck it's you. Like, Fuck you, lady. Fucking Google it. No, your because you're daughter. A, you're a disgusting stage mom, and you don't care. So. Ugh. Uh, after her backstage visit with Kelly in Indio, California, this 19-year-old singer starts secretly talking to R. Kelly on her phone. Oh, yeah? Secretly. Who could have seen that Who coming? Who saw that coming? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Oh, yeah. So in June 2015, Jay says her daughter lied about taking a weekend trip to visit a Georgia university and instead... R. Kelly's assistant, Cheryl Mack, arranged for her to fly to Oklahoma City, where Kelly was performing. After the show, she had sex with Kelly for the first time. She later told her parents, which, come on, snitches dig ditches, and at least two friends, including a record producer who goes by the stage name Tone. I would have told everyone. Yeah, if I fucked R. Kelly, I'd tell a lot of people. I would, too. But it's like somebody arranged that, like an adult arranged that for you. Yeah. I feel like it's like a Vanessa Bryant situation where like she's so pretty that she got to marry Kobe. Like she's probably so pretty she got to like sleep with R. Kelly. Although one of these situations, I think it might have been on our first episode where the girls were like, we were really ugly. We don't know why he slept with us. And you hear that. We don't know why he pulled a train on us. Yeah. You hear that when you go back and read interviews where people are like, he's just really drawn to 
like the the shy kind of ugly girl right. who's standing in the corner, right. really insecure. And I think it's more than just looks. He wants someone who's that's a predatory nature. That's yeah. a predatory nature. Yeah, he wants someone with low self-esteem yeah. that he knows he can manipulate. Listen, and R. Control. Kelly, I'm 41. We can still come after me. I 100 <laughs> have a very low self-esteem, and I will still probably sleep with you. You can pee on me, just not in my mouth. Oh, Carrie. I know I have boundaries. You're being unreasonable. I agree. So as she and R. Kelly become closer, that same record producer, Tone, recalls her saying that she was frustrated with R. Kelly. She thought every time she tried to bring up her music career, Kelly changed the topic to sex. Oh, God, that's such like R. Kelly. It's so R. Kelly. It's so Robert Kelly. And she wanted proof. So... Tone, the record producer, and this woman decide to secretly record a phone conversation between her and R. Kelly. Which is impressive. It is. It really is impressive that they, they worked all that out. And they BuzzFeed actually mentions that they have a copy of the recording. And they say on the tape, it's not just what Kelly said that shows his pattern of behavior with the women close to him. It's how he said it. His tone, How did he if say you will. It? Yeah. How did he say it? If you could do it like a Robert Kelly impression, what would you say? Well, at one point in one of the the there's a clip from it, and the the girl mentions like for like 35, 40 seconds, mentions all these things about this song that she just produced, and he's just kind of like, "Yeah, okay, what color panties are you?" No, wearing? you have to do it. Caitlin does characters. Caitlin, can you please? Caitlin, can do... you please do an oh, R. Kelly? Kelly. Oh. Um, Starting with my, I miss my baby. You want me to do R. Kelly? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, I miss my baby. <laughs> no, no, not like that. I think well, it's like I'm more not, R&B. Um, more I R&B. want you to get in the habit of telling me what color <laughs> panties you got you on every day. Baby. I want you to get in the habit of telling me what color your panties got on every day. No, I don't think so. Well, I don't know what you fucking want from me. Okay, here. let's try it. <laughs> I, I miss- want you to get in the habit of telling me what color parties you got on every day. Hey, you hey, fucking cunt. Hey, hey, I want you to I want you to get in the habit of telling me what color your panties are on every day. Is that, that a West you- Virginia color? Yeah, West Virginia West Virginia panties. West Virginia colors only. Hey, and uh, it's my hey, sex cult. Do me a favor, pick pick up some uh, Totino's pizza Totino's rolls. Totino's pizza rolls. Uh, on your way over. West um, Virginia's finest. West Virginia wep- represent <laughs> I want you to get down with a little pomegranate. <laughs> oh, huh. uh, in the habit of Carrie is singing with one eye open. Yeah, she is. She is barely like holding a on. It's great. <laughs> I started like want to tell like the song of uh, Bob McGrind. <laughs> This makes me feel good because there's that episode a couple weeks ago where I just got drunk like a flash fucking flood. 35 seconds I go from talking to normal to going squawk. You lost it. I really did. It was weird to watch (laughs) because I was right here and it really was like I looked at you. You were like a werewolf. Like you were normal and then I turned back and you were pirate drunk. I remember like, editing that podcast and I get 10 minutes in and I'm like I have no idea how this ends. <laughs> like I don't remember that this podcast at like are we still recording it? Yeah, it was I have no idea. It was great. I'm going to try this again. <laughs> <laughs> I want to get 
down with a bumper ground. What are you even reading? <laughs> Nothing. Again, she's one eye open. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. All right, moving on. I want you. I, I want you to get in the habit of telling me what color your panties are every day. He instructed repeatedly, sure. revealing in his own words the early stages of their power dynamic and the demands her parents say have become criminal. And uh, so fast forward to now. This all happens in 2015. Jay is super confident that as long as she keeps an eye on her daughter, everything will be fine. Fast forward to two years later. I nope. miss my baby. She has not seen her no. daughter. <laughs> no. Her daughter is gone. No. And uh, so Jay shuts down the business she was running and just starts investigating R. Kelly the whole time. Like she starts a Jim De Regatis franchise. I'm sure she was selling fucking yeah. I mean, Stella it was probably Dot like, or something dumb yeah, like that. She was hoping to live off her daughter. Yeah, I have no patience for this woman. Right. Uh, she shared her findings with the FBI and the police, but they couldn't do anything because her daughter is barely legal. So they can't really do anything without tangible evidence that she's being held against her will. The last time she saw her daughter was December 1st, 2016. And she says it was, it was as if she was brainwashed. She looked like a prisoner. It was horrible. I hugged her and hugged her, but she just kept saying she's in love and he's the one who I cares for her. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I hope that if I get her back, I can get her treatment for victims of cults. They can reprogram her, but I wish I would have stopped it from happening. Yeah, your daughter probably does too, lady. I wish you wouldn't have uh, ignored all of your gut instincts that you acknowledge yeah. having. And the decades of legal cult, evidence. It's, it's funny that you said this because this is the first part I was like, I don't know if this is a cult. And then my next note is, oh, this is definitely a cult because. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She has only heard from her daughter twice, both times via Not text. A cult. One at Christmas that said, I hate Christmas has to be this way this year. And another on May 14th of this year that said, Happy Mother's Day from me and Rob. Not a cult. Okay, but we get into uh, the the next details. These are... This is the part where it becomes a cult. Yeah. These are three former members of R. Kelly's inner circle who all spoke to BuzzFeed when they did this investigation. They said six women live in properties rented by Kelly in Chicago and the Atlanta suburbs. He controls every aspect of their lives, dictating what they eat, how they dress, when they bathe, when they sleep, and how they engage in sexual encounters that he records. That's just instructional. According to Mac, who worked as Kelly's personal assistant for a year and a half, the women would arrive in Kelly's entourage initially thinking, this is our Kelly. I'm going to live a lavish lifestyle. No. You have to ask for food. You have to ask to go use the bathroom. He's a master at mind control. He is a puppet master. So wait a minute. Based on this criteria, is the Playboy Mansion a cult? No. no because they don't have to ask for things. Yeah, they don't have to ask for things, and they're kind of free either. to come These and go. These are still go. suggestions. Are they free to come and go? Yeah, I think yeah. they are. Yeah, the Playboy Mansion is not But they're not, not supposed that to intense. sleep with anybody else, which is interesting, because he can sleep with everybody. That's yeah. that is a thing. And yeah. I've been there once and I've been kicked out of there once. I've been there once on Halloween. Have we all? No, I have not. You're not missing anything. Yeah, honestly, you're not. Bill Thanks, Cosby, guys. his spooge is still like swirling it's floating around in, the in the grotto. They hey, framed hey, it. Hey, hey. <laughs> so these are the women. They framed it. 
These are the women currently living with R. Kelly, a 31-year-old den mother who trained newcomers on how Kelly liked to be pleasured sexually. She'd been best friends since high school with the girl in the videotape for which Kelly was tried in 2008, but she did recently part ways with R. Kelly. (laughs) What a saint. A 25-year-old woman who's also been part of R. Kelly's scene for seven years. A recent arrival, a 19-year-old model who's been photographed in public with Kelly and named on music gossip websites, a rarity among the women in his circle. An Atlanta songwriter who began her relationship with Kelly around 2009 when she was 19. She is now 26. And an 18-year-old singer from Polk County, Florida. Uh, Mac said the Florida singer is Kelly's favorite, his number one girl. Isn't this a, just like a, an entourage? It's it's Not, building. Or like a posse? No, we're no. we're getting there. No. Okay. Mac, I know the part where you're going to start to admit that this is a cult. I'm, I'm ready for yeah. it. Mac Jones and McGee all claim that the women who live with Kelly, who he calls babies, are required to call him daddy and must ask permission to leave the Chicago recording studio. Where can I sign up? Or they're assigned rooms in the guest house that Kelly rents near his own rented mansion in suburban Atlanta. A black SUV with a driver behind the wheel is almost always parked outside both locations. Kelly confiscates the women's cell phones so they cannot contact their friends and family. He gives them new phones that they're only allowed to use to contact him or others with his permission. Kelly films his sexual activities and shows the videos to men in his circle. This is the crazy part, to me anyway. I mean, it's all crazy, but uh, Max said Kelly almost always tells the women to dress in jogging suits because he doesn't want their figures to be exposed that's full cult there yeah the it's the suit the jogging suit yeah is where I once was you're like, wearing oh, uniforms this is, this is a cult. you're in a cult he doesn't want them to look appealing she said when other men are in the same room kelly would make the girls turn around and face the wall in their jogging suits because he doesn't want them to be looked at by anyone else i think jogging suits are actually kind of sexy <laughs> i wear them out on the regular you and your contrarian positions If any of the women break any of Kelly's rules, he punishes them physically and verbally. For example... Now now Carrie's upset. Now it's crazy. For example, Jones claimed that Kelly held her against a tree and slapped her outside a Subway sandwich shop. What? In spring 2013 (laughs) because she had been too friendly with the male cashier there. McGee said she never saw Kelly hit anybody, but also said he was running a cult and manipulated her emotionally and sexually. There's also a crazy story in the BuzzFeed article that I, for some reason, forgot to put in the notes, where the girl who is at the center of this story apparently at one point is in a cab with R. Kelly, and she laughs at one of the cab driver's jokes, and when they get to he the... punches her. Yeah, well, no, when they get to the club where they're going, he puts her over his knee and spanks <gasps> her in front of like an entire club full of people. Because She's she laughed a at a cab fetish. driver's joke. But she like obviously put up with it. Because she's a kid and she's scared. She doesn't know she can leave. I'll be honest. I think I would probably be an R. Kelly like <laughs> club mate, club kid if I could be. Like not on purpose, but like because I have like a low self-esteem. I mean, maybe they're. You might have some of the qualities. Do I still you have apply. a chance? I think I'm too old. You're too you could old. be the den mother. I mean, the den mother. The den mother. I think the original den mother might Can be I leaving. Can I spank R. Kelly? Probably. I don't, not. Think, I don't think so. Yeah. 
I don't think that's the relationship that he that he has with these people. No, doesn't seem like it. So that's uh, that's kind of it. That's... Thank you, Adam Saad. Sure, sure. Now, no, 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 not now. <laughs> I don't want to see that. No, no. Yeah. So this uh, by the time this episode goes up, who knows where this story will be because it's still developing, and that's like uh, a fifteen-year-old girl. Yeah, exactly. All right, just thought I'd bring that up. <laughs> Sorry. And there's, I mean, not if you go R. out, Kelly song. <laughs> if you go out and look, there's all kinds of videos of different girls who are allegedly in this uh, cult or entourage uh, saying we're fine, but there are also some it's, videos of girls saying no, they're not fine. It's really it's not weird. Great. Here's the problem, or this is where I start to have problems with myself, I guess. So if he's systematically abusing young young women, I get really annoyed. But I also have like an internal code where it's like, if you're in a cult, I don't know what to say. <laughs> like there is a part of yeah. me that's like, okay, look, it's one thing for you to be abused by a single abuser because I, I know a little bit about what that's like. And right. it's a person that just completely, they make you feel crazy. You know, they, and they unvalidate everything that you know to believe. Nobody, they make you feel like no one will believe you, all these yeah. other things. Right. But once there's like a team of and uniforms and that yeah. kind of shit, it's where I just start to get really confused because were they uniforms? Yeah, jogging suits. The jogging suits. suits. God, what a great uniform. God, you really want to be in this cult, don't you? I really do. You know who else wore those is the Heaven Gates people and they did not even sleep with anyone. Didn't end well. You know I want to die every day. I know you do. I know you no, do. it's like a goal of But mine. this is definitely, <laughs> this is not a death cult. This is just a sex, sex cult. cult that is mm-hmm. not... Not focused on you having sex cult, sex cult mm-hmm. in a sex cult. So I don't know. This is like a weird. I mean, it's weird that he's running a cult. It's clear that he's yeah. abused underage kids. It's just in my mind, I start to go into a different zone when it's like if you're in a cult, you're in a cult. Yeah. What I don't get is how at this point he doesn't just stand up and go, "Okay, everyone out of the house." <laughs> like you all leave. Oh, because he's now. an e- he's an evil person. Yeah, he's. A I mean, monster. so there's like um. Bye, Carrie. We were ending the episode. We're done. <laughs> I'm so mad at her right now. Hey. I just, do you know what I'm saying, though? Like, for, yeah. I, cults, t- cults are like jaywalking. And right. you're getting hit by a car jaywalking. Yeah. There's, I can only feel so sorry for you <laughs> after a certain point if you're still in this thing. Yeah. Now, I know that there are plenty of people out there that get mad at me for saying things like this, and it's like, you don't know what I... That's not true. I was in a very religious family. I was raised in an evangelical Christian family. Yeah. I was very abused. All of those things, I got myself out of that shit. So I don't know what the difference is between a person that gets stuck and gets out. Yeah. I don't know what that is. I'm sure that's a real thing. But get the fuck out of your weird R. R Kelly. That's the dumbest cult also. Yeah, yeah. You're in the Space Jam cult. Yeah. How did you end up in the Space Jam cult? If you're you're talented and sexy enough to be in R. Kelly's cult, maybe go see if there's like a, I don't know, a Trey Songz cult. Just be an Instagram model. Yeah. Just be that. You already- They make huge money. Have weird goals. Like, just go do that. Also, though, like- I, I I don't know. Now I'm beginning to think the Playboy Mansion's a cult, but at least like you get to pick what food you like. They've got a chef there and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of good. Yeah, and I mean, who knows what goes on behind closed doors there, but 
never the, heard he anything has, that crazy about the no, Playboy Mansion. I think you. No, I know. I'm. I'm just saying it's on paper. It, there's a Venn diagram to be made. Is my point. Yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> sure. Between R. Kelly's cult and the Playboy Mansion. Yeah. I think yeah. you could make some. Because he doesn't allow them to work. Hugh Hefner doesn't allow them to get day jobs. Right. They have to stay there. There's one woman there that's clearly the favorite. He makes no yeah. ifs, ands, or buts about that. And then the other ones just run around in like tube socks and, and bikinis. Yeah. And they're like, haha, I'm the sporty one. It's like, okay. No, you're not. You're talking about the Playboy Mansion. Welcome back. Welcome Hi. back. Yes. So we, should we wrap this up? Yep. This was, uh, this was a fun episode. Do this we, uh, was crazy. It, yeah, it's so crazy. Can you believe there's this much information on R. Kelly's yeah. sexual deviances? Can you imagine nuts. if he had a Playboy Mansion that Bill Cosby had a key to the city of? What? The, is the mansion the size of a city now? In Chicago, I'm assuming. Well, I'm just thinking, like, what if R. Kelly uh-huh. had a Playboy Mansion, but, like, Bill You're Cosby very Walt could, Disney right now. could go there? But, like, yeah, Walt Disney for, like, but Bro, see, like but, people who say they're good, but they're not good. I, I here's what I'll say is R. Kelly puts a lot more time and effort into stuff than Bill Cosby ever did because he just Bill Cosby just drugged people. Yeah. But Bill Cosby liked drugging people. Yeah, that was his thing. Mm-hmm. R. Kelly wants a more complete control situation. Yeah. Clearly, so he, so. Wants he wants the, the girlfriend person. experience. He definitely wants a cult. So yeah. that that part checks out. I just don't understand the people that join cults. But whatever. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. But. Honestly, is it not a little weird that like there's like an 86 year old man hanging out with like 26 year old girls? Well, of course, like in the Playboy Mansion, and like nobody ever. It's that's what I'm saying. Is like that's I think it's a cult, but I I went to the bathroom out and what I missed. No, we're good. We're good. Well, we're about to wrap up the episode. Do we have anything to plug before we we have a show coming up? We have a show coming up August 23rd. My last show as a Caitlin's last show as as a a, non mom. Yeah, as a pregnant woman. You'll, you'll do more yeah. shows. Oh, I'll Just, do more shows, but not for a long time. Right, right, right. But Caitlin will be back. But come August 23rd, see yeah. that. And then Carrie's at the one, on the one after that. September 6th, come see Carrie with Alex Schmidt headlining. Very exciting. That'll be fun. Alex, awesome. Yeah. He's great. That'll be good times. That's good. Also, you could listen to White Wine True Crime. You should listen to White Wine True Crime. You can find it. I would it recommend it. On the interwebs. And it's, it's on, all over the place. Um, it's on iTunes. You can find us at whitewinetruecrime.com. Mm-hmm. White Wine True Crime on Facebook, at WWT Crime on Twitter, at WWT Crime on Instagram. What else? You are Bossy Matilda. I am Bossy Matilda on Twitter. You are. I am. And you are Carrie Martin 21. God damn it. Carrie Martin 722. 722. My birthday. But then Instagram, you're Carrie Martin 721. No, I'm just Carrie Martin 22. Oh, there's right. no 21. Jeez, Caitlin. Why did I think there's a 21? Yeah, I don't know why yeah. don't have all these things you? memorized. Finger me. Adam. Sorry. Please, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, if you want to hear this show every week, you should subscribe on Patreon, including if you want to hear part one of this episode, subscribe on Patreon. We do this podcast every week, and it's fucking great. It's really great. It really is. You're great. You're both you're, great. You're great. You no, know you're both great. The first episode in this series series has the same spirit as this episode, and that is an R. Kelly song. <laughs> <laughs> so does Mary the Pussy. <laughs> All right. Let's get out of here, should we? Yeah. Shall yes. we? 
Carrie, say goodbye. Goodbye, Pussy Boo. <laughs> Caitlin, say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. Yay!